0: In our productivity-oriented culture, we can sometimes overlook the importance of artistic pursuits as a cornerstone in our children's education. But today's guest, veteran homeschooling mom, Tammy Kaiser, is here to help us with some powerful insights into helping our kids develop a love for the arts.
1: Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that
0: helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling
1: author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections.
0: Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Meladnik, your host, and I'm so happy to have an old friend back on the show. We're talking with Tammy Kaiser today about helping our kids develop a love for the arts. Tammy Kaiser lives in the mountains in Sunset, South Carolina at Heart Ridge Retreat and Cultural Center. She's a mom of 10 with two children still at home and a grandmother to 10. She's an author of two books published by our Sunday visitor. One is Smart Martha's Catholic Guide for Busy Moms. Check out her Smart Martha podcast. And that will all be in the show notes. She has produced numerous video programs for parents and women, which can be found on Formed, a Catholic video platform. She currently holds a part-time teaching job with a long commute (laughs) at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Greenville, South Carolina. The rest of her time and energy is spent on retreat center operations with her husband, Keith. This involves scheduling and hosting other groups and individuals, as well as planning their own in-house retreats. Camps and conferences. Currently, she's also the head cook and housekeeper. She has a passion for nature and wildlife and loves all forms of art and music. Her vision for the retreat center is for the people who visit to find beauty there that will draw them closer to God. And you'll find all things Tammy and Heartridge at heartridgeministries.com, just how it sounds. And again, that's in the show notes. Welcome back, Tammy. It's great to see you again.
1: <laughs> it's so good to be back, too. Um, Yeah. We're, and we're recording nice and early in the morning. It's a beautiful morning here at the Retreat Center. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. This is something I am very passionate about. So.
0: Yeah, I know you are, because I know you're a dancer and I know that you've really been a champion of the arts in lots of different ways, including your videography. I've had the joy of being parts of some of your programs across the years, but you really do bring a passion for that creativity into everything that you do. And so I imagine the Retreat Street Center probably bubbles up with your creativity as well.
1: Oh yeah, it does. And they just go hand in hand, Lisa. I mean, I think, you know, I've been reflecting a lot about um, well, actually I've been listening to the catechism in a year, I'll confess Yay! that. And um I'm just overwhelmed where it comes up so often and maybe, you know, you know, like I forget what they call that effect. Like if you're listening for something, you find it everywhere, kind of thing. So I'm finding <sighs> it in my readings and stuff like that. But it's just really struck me this year how creative our God is. He's just a very creative God. And like you said, I'm in the mountains, I'm in the nature, I'm surrounded by this creativity, just like the simple birds or the bugs. I mean, it's just like, it's just amazing how creative our God is. I mean, he didn't have to make anything like that, but he's a God of this, this beauty and creativity and being in his image I think it's just so important that we cultivate that in ourselves, even as adults, Um, whether it's just being reflective and, you know, looking at his creativity or even it's just developing our own creativity. I mean, this can be in just ways that we make cookies with the kids or decorate our room or just things like that. Um, So I'm I'm, so I'm excited about this topic. And I, I think as we try to develop the arts in our children, we're like you know, helping them mirror God, you know, we're creating this image and this is just a aspect that we really need to bring out in our children and not let it get stifled. And as, as homeschoolers, we have such great opportunities to do this, you know, mm. in, in public schools and private schools, they have this agenda. They have to do so much math and reading. And I, you know, and I know as homeschoolers, we don't want to skip on those things either. I'm not, you know, suggesting that, but we tend to have a little more time in our schedule, so we can develop these other aspects, which in turn come back and help the mathematician and help, um, you know, the writers in literature. I know sometimes for college applications, I forget what what it, what it was, but like at some college um, application, they asked questions, and it was some Ivy League, and it wasn't, you know, they didn't really want to see grades because they've seen all these SATs and all these scores, but they wanted to see the the kids create something or, you know, I mean, that was part of the application process. Um, and I think that's interesting too. And I've seen that with the interviews at Apple and places like that, where they they want to see creativity because this is a skill that we need and one yeah. that we can, can develop and encourage.
0: Yeah. And I'll just add to that, that when my daughter she changed her mind several times about what she was going to do with her life. But at one point was looking at medical schools and we noticed that the top medical schools were looking for, for applicants that had some kind of creative thing that they'd gone deep yeah. on, whether it was playing an instrument or, or making art or whatever that might be. And I thought, how wonderful that they're looking yeah. for well-rounded individuals, you know, not just right. science practitioners, but human beings.
1: Right, because we need that creativity. We, we're not going to find the next cure for cancer if we can't be creative and think outside the box you know we we can't and mathematicians wouldn't be where they are now today if they didn't have that be able to to look at a problem in a different way and 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 that's just part of our you know being you know sort of created in god in that way but then something we just really can develop and and help our our kids to be free thinkers in that way it's the idea of a liberal education too and you know i'm sure you've had Discussions about that kind of thing—the whole idea of a liberal education—is really what we need in our kids.
0: Yeah, and never enough of that conversation. I think so, Tammy. Where did it begin for you? What do you remember igniting your passion for creativity and art?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've just always, and, and I, you know, I kind of I'm wondering if it was my mom. My mom was very creative. And I was so creative. And so I think I just naturally took it up from her. Um, she was a dance teacher. So I come from that background of dancing. Um, I never wanted to be a dance teacher. Lisa. I, just <laughs> I mean, There's nothing. God bless them, dance teachers. But you all know what a dance teacher is like. Like we all have this image of what a dance teacher is. And it's God love them. Um <laughs> that's never what i really wanted so i never you know i went to school for math i'm a, I, I love 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 math so that people find that very interesting no i love math i yes. excelled at math in school um and i love the creativity with figuring out proofs and going about things in a different way and logic i love that um mm. so that my creativity certainly helped in that way but i ended up studying some dance in college just because it's fun to do and i, and I had so much experience at it and sort of roundabout way, I ended up teaching courses at college because I had had so much experience. You know, I kind of grew up in a dance studio. So having that, I was exposed to so many different kinds of music. Um, and I think that's what got my love for music is just listening to all the different music. and I I, I was in a great dance studio. like we did all kinds of different cultures and different kinds of music old-time things, you know, what was new in culture, but but really an appreciation for other kind of cultures and, and other time eras, too, you know, things from the 20s, the jazz, the big band, so mm-hmm. I really had a nice exposure to music in that way, too, which I think is great, because my parents were not college-educated, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I kind of had a disadvantage in that way, but but they love they love music and dance, so I, I think that's what sort of for me. But I also was encouraged in my and being an artist, drawing, um, visual artist. So my mom always was encouraging me. You know, thought my mom thought everything I did was just wonderful. Oh <laughs> so God, I that's know, so I sweet to see that <laughs> or whatever. But just so much encouraged me. Thought I was the greatest artist in the world, and so I and I loved it too. So. So that's just sort of my background a little bit. It's not huge, but, you know, you don't have to be like an artist yourself even to have a child who can be encouraged in these things. Mm. And so that helped. That gave me this love for art, I guess. And then I went to a liberal arts college, which I think really helped as well. Um, Gave me an appreciation for all genres of literature, history, and how it's all tied together in that that basic backgrounds. There's not so much just one particular skill, but um,
0: yeah. Yeah, so good. And, And I was thinking as you were talking about being exposed to all these different kinds of music, that in spite of not having a college education, your parents were stimulating your brain in ways that now scientists tell us through music, through all different kinds of music, are really extremely healthy for the development of our brains and for our intellect even. And so there's, in fact, I've heard correlations between classical music and math ability. Like there are many mathematicians apparently that are really into classical music that even may play a classical you know, instrument, that sort of thing. So it's just so, God's designs are endlessly intriguing. They
1: are, they are, and His <laughs> pathways are so interesting. And it's it's beautiful to look back and reflect on that because I've always been kind of I always felt like as at a disadvantage because like my my father didn't even graduate from high school. So I'm you know we're from the other side of the tracks, that kind of thing. But but I had ballet, so yeah, I was listening <sighs> to classical music, you know. So yeah. It's, it's neat to, to look back on that. And now classical music is a, a big import, a part of our family. Um, you know, I have a, a, my son's a classical pianist and plays for a symphony. So, I mean, it's it's been really immersed into our, you know, passed on to our kids in
0: that way. That's just beautiful. Oh, you're just warming my heart like crazy. Um, So so you've kind of moved a little bit into how it's been helpful to you in your own life. But can you take that out a step further in your vocation, in the way God is leading in your life? Like, um, how has how has being steeped in the arts and in creativity been a benefit to you?
1: To me personally? sure
0: and uh, anything else that uh, you to my kids, want to spark yeah, on I mean, I'm,
1: I'm... <sighs> well um <laughs> it's a stumper lisa you got me no i <laughs> i mean like like i said before i'm like i i i, I just appreciate the creativity of god for sure yeah um, and it this this beauty and art opens us up in ways that um, it's it's hard for words to describe. And I think that's that's the point of beauty. And sure, you can find beauty in nature, you can find beauty in your child's face, but beauty also is an art. And you've heard a song that, you know, it just moves you, it gives you goosebumps. I mean, it can be even a Barry Manilow song. I mean, but there's some good classical music, music, too, that just like, it, you know, it takes your breath away, and, and it's that kind of feeling that that can open you up to what, what God is doing in your life and in creation, in the world. It gives you an awareness of something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. It makes you know that, that, for me, it's like an assurance of, yeah, there's more, I'm more than just like a composition of cells. <laughs>
0: you know,
1: it's hard, I can't imagine like an atheist, like, listening to, like, Um, I'm trying to think of a good piece of classical music, whatever, like a Beethoven piece or something like that, or even like, you know, and, and feeling that being moved in that way. I've even seen beautiful dances, too. You know, I'm a dancer. I don't know if other people feel that way, but I've been moved by people's dancing where it's just you get goosebumps and it's just this. And, you know, I mean, how can people like not think that there's more out there and that there's more to us than just this, you know we're just a bunch of cells and you know <laughs> little things going on and and those emotions are just little synapses or so on you know so it just really yeah. opens us and it and gives us a wonderful the same feeling you get when you go out at night if you can be where there's stars and you look up at the sky and you see stars and of course yeah. artists try to paint that same sort of impression and you just see that beauty and it just gives you that awe and wonder of the world and of, of your creator
0: yeah that's that's one of the reasons i i I teach for homeschool connections a class on authentic beauty for young girls And one of the things that I have them read is John Paul's letter to the artists, because yeah. there's this sense of making a masterpiece of your own life, but also of the artist in always reaching toward the perfection yeah. of what they glimpse within themselves yeah. through the inspiration of God, what they're trying to create through dance or photography or whatever it may be, or composition, um, that they're reaching into the divine creative power. And so even though it never fulfills what they glimpse within their their own souls when they desire to create it nevertheless breathes god's presence into the world and that creation right. of beauty it's so stunning
1: it is and that's, that's a beautiful letter yeah but it's, it's that search i mean good artists like pull that search out in all of us and mm-hmm. if you're doing the artistry too you're, you're 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 seeking that you're searching which you know is that restless heart idea we're just searching for god and reaching for him yeah and that's yeah. our life as a as a christian as a, as becoming saints is that you know ever seeking ever reaching god
0: mm. where else do we see in the church um that that touchstone of creativity or beauty what do you what do you particularly like
1: well if you go to a good mass of course right it should, it should <laughs> yeah. be that way um and it's funny because you know i've gone to some I am living out in the country now, so we have some pretty small country churches, and the, the singing's like the choir, which is just you know plain folk. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not a singer, <laughs> um, but it there it is there. But like you know, you see the beauty in like uh, the music in mass, um, that can be very moving and reach you. on. And of course, you've got all so much art as a reflection of you know, stories in the Bible or just the, you know, you walk into a cathedral and I mean, that's always the example I think of. I mean, if you walk into some of those cathedrals and you look up at the ceiling and you look in the stained glass windows and, you know, it, it, you get why it's worth putting that investment into a church. You know, people are like, you don't want to spend all that money. Give the money to the poor. You know, all this time and money spent building that cathedral could be spent doing good. But I you know you get it. It's, it's, it's for that worship of God. And that's pulls us up to heaven, even how the cathedrals are changed. So I I love to see it in that, in the the music and in church as well, I think.
0: Yeah, and uh, a, a story comes to mind, and I really wish I could remember the name of the priest. I listened to him tell a story a friend sent me on YouTube years ago. Um, And he said that he had an atheist friend who was traveling in Mm. Spain. And one night he was walking through a Spanish village alone and he heard the most beautiful sound. I always choke up when I remember this story. And he followed the sound right up the steps of a Catholic church, an old fashioned stone, little European, beautiful little church. And they were having benediction and they were chanting. And that was the sound that had drawn his heart. He walked into the church, was dumbfounded, just struck by pure beauty as he entered into the presence of God and fell to his knees and was converted on the spot. The power of the art of the music and the and of course the presence of god was speaking to him through it all right, right. that that ability to that art becomes a bridge to what is transcendent opens our hearts and makes us vulnerable it to does. the whispers of god into our souls i mean this thing happens with art that is meant to be there by god right. that's right that's
1: right that's right
0: Mm, so good. So good. So step us into, you know, just some of the ways that we can help our children start to become interested in the arts. And, you know, I feel like the, our kids at home have the advantage that they're there in, a, in the loving embrace of the family, whereas kids in school are, someone's making fun of what they're making or, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that sort of thing that's can right. happen. Of course, it can happen in the family very much so. but And I'm not that's necessarily amazing, advocating yeah. for perfectly safe spaces <laughs> either. But um, what do we do? How do we start to develop that interest in them? Um, well,
1: it, it is, you know, it's, it's more caught than taught of course um so you know uh, some ideas that come to mind is to you know fill your house with with beauty and it's not overdone um I know my office is really messy right now <laughs> like i have you know you put art on the wall i know it becomes just they get sort of used to seeing it but um i think it can be very effective just to have just nice art And it's okay. I'm an advocate of trying to do local artists as well as like the famous paintings. I mean, I think it's good to expose them to the famous art. That's kind of in a way of an educational thing. But it's interesting to have local artists that they can um, meet or see or know that this is the you know, this person in the city here painted this and this is their expression. So that's also encouraging. But also I like, I like having the, some of the classic pictures up in your, so they know what is good art that gives them some criterion for that. And I don't like to talk about what's art and what's not. Easy. Don't ask me that question because I know <laughs> that's a huge debate and about, because I like some modern art. I really do. I like some of it. And I think, you know, if that's its purpose and there are some, you know, Christian Catholic modern artists. And I, I think, um you know, art that makes you wonder makes you question sometimes I think can be effective in that way like what is that artist trying to say and, and that's part of his search so I think you can still learn from that you don't have to have to stall I mean I I love all forms of art I really do I love them all <laughs> um but you know I can this too those aren't like picture perfect clear but it's just but it gives you that impression of the, the beauty or what that artist has experienced. I'm thinking mostly of visual arts too, because I'm talking about stuff on your wall and then, you know, music, fill your home with music. I think these are things we all sort of know. Um, and, and don't, you know, if, even if you're not comfortable and you don't like classical music, you know, I, I think maybe you educate yourself a little bit about it and expose your kids to different kinds. And it doesn't always just have to be Beethoven and Bach. It can be, some of the other classical music can be music from other, you know, other countries, other cultures. Like if you're studying China, you know, listen to the, the music that they listen to there. That's that's beauty that people have created there. Um, you know, I, I think that's an interesting way to incorporate art into. All our subjects. Now I'm going all over, all over the page on suggestions, please. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be. No, susan. no, it's
0: wonderful. It You're giving your me home. so many oh, ideas. So you can
1: put it in your home. I think that's good, and that would be music, and that would be art on the wall. That's just some very simple ways that you do anyway. So you know, be, be more intentional about that, and I'd be more intentional about your music. I don't think you know. Probably most homeschoolers are really good about maybe just playing classical music, but you can play other. All, all genres. I think people err on both sides. Like sometimes they'll just listen to modern pop music, or they'll just listen to classical music. And I think both have something to offer us. So I think there's a nice kind of spectrum. Let's let's expose our kids to all of it because there's some good that can be out of both of it. Um, so that's just exposure, and that but pointed into their education. I mean. Of course, you know, the obvious is what piano lessons, dance lessons, musical instruments lessons, art lessons. Those are some of the obvious things you can do. But then, you know, we were just talking a little bit off camera about how busy we are (laughs) and how busy that can really make a family if you're running around all those things. Um, I think discernment about you don't want to have your family be hectic either. But at the same time, you only have this moment of your kids when they can really learn how to play the piano or learn to play an instrument. So I think that is a a big priority. Um, We tend to give soccer, football or all those other things a priority. And I mean, I'm going to say it. You don't it's not going to really benefit your son or daughter too much when they are in their 20s if they can play soccer or football. Things that they're going to be able to learn just by playing catch or kicking the ball outside. I mean, I think people should be physically active. I'm not saying anything against that. But they can play sports and do intramurals and gain some of those skills. But to be able to play a piano or an instrument when they're in their 20s is really, really difficult. They're not not going to be able to have that time or that learning capacity to pick up an instrument at that point. They could, of course, but I mean, I'm just comparing, like I'm thinking of 20 year olds, like they're not gonna play professional soccer. They're just not, let's just face <laughs> it. Nobody who's listening to this kid is going to play professional soccer, basketball, football, whatever. But they're gonna enjoy being able to play a song on a piano, write a song. Um, and just once they've learned how to play an instrument, they appreciate music so much better because they can understand it better they can hear different parts in it because because they've had that experience playing it so i would put a priority especially if you're homeschooling you have that opportunity and i know it's a financial burden like i know that oh my gosh like for the longest time we could not afford piano lessons for our kids when our kids were. we just could not afford it so i was looking for all these creative ways and know pray about it you might find someone down the street and you could pay someone to come into your home and do all of them I mean there are some creative ways around it maybe it is the lady in your church who plays piano she's not per se a piano teacher but she could get your kids started and um and there's online things those were never successful for me because I mean kids can do it and they can get a good start but it's hard I mean, you could do maybe a Zoom piano lessons, and that's a little bit more economical. And it doesn't have to be piano, of course, people are into strings. Um, but but seriously, I think giving the kids an instrument is a, a gift and a look into art and music that um, you can give them at this stage that that they'll always, always appreciate having as, as adults. They'll have this love and appreciate for music that um you know they can't get anywhere else. And and I and if you could do ballet, you know, dance um i might know <laughs> i'll put this out there too some of the dances that people do in those little dance studios with the little girls and the little costumes are like no <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm just very i'm right with you though. there and it's not that i'm against <laughs> modern music in any way i'm not against even hip-hop dance i think that's fun and it can be but um you know personally for my daughter we just stuck with ballet and then you've got the the all the the things that come with the discipline and and you know, again, it's expensive. It just—it just is. It just, it's just one of those sacrifices that you know that we've decided to make as a family, so that you know we can give this gift to our daughter, so she's got that sort of gift of grace that can come in. And and it, it is a discipline. So it's not even just the the beauty of the art. It's also the learning how to practice and practice. And, and and those skills are with the piano too. Like you know, you practice even when you don't want to. You practice things you don't want to, and what you know, great skills and fortitude, those virtues, right, um, can be had from, from music lessons, dance lessons, and lessons in the art. And, and of course, you don't want it to be something they don't, <laughs> that they hate, because they don't, want, we're like educating them to hate piano, because they did it so long. So that is something, you know, parents need to evaluate once in a while that it's, and maybe it's the teacher and so on. But with anything, um, if you want to be good It takes takes hard work. It takes practice. So I think that can be learned, too. And I think that's okay. Um, And I mean, and and I know I don't know how much time we're going to have left, Lisa. But I just think with with your lessons in general, um, you can tie in art and practically every subject you teach, like especially in history, like there's art with every historical period. There's the art that the people are doing. And if you really want to understand what those people were going through during that time period, look at the art that they did. You know, the Mm. art reflects sort of what was going on in the culture and don't miss that piece of the puzzle that makes that, 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 um that education of that time period so much more in depth because you're understanding the people at that time. When I teach dance, we learn the dances that people do from different time periods. And it's so interesting that the dances that they do really reflect what's going on. You know, like the ballet comes from Louis, the sun king. Okay. think of Louis the 14th. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry, but he's the sun king. You know, he, you know, in the French course, this is where ballet started. And you can see the extravagance of and, and the discipline and all that and, and the, the courts at the time, you know, they're just so extravagant. And here's this king who is the sun god, you know, and he's, he's, that's, that's, that was a ballet role that he did and he brought ballet to people. So you can sort of imagine this huge pageantry with this role, formal ballet going on. And, and, and that was how the culture was at this time in the courts, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so tie in art. Look for it. Look for it. And, and that just really will en- enrich the, the education. And of course, you can do it in math. Um, I always did art as a separate subject as well, because I wanted my kids to really um, develop art skills. And the 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 material in homeschool world is just so fantastic. There's books that teach you how to draw there's books that'll teach you about all the different artists i mean there's just so much good stuff out there even like the little writing books the draw right now um series where you learn to to write and while drawing a picture with them um this stuff like that you can look for how you can incorporate art into all your other subjects too so it just sort of becomes part of their um part of their education and it it makes that education more full more interesting more deep
0: Hmm, 100% agree. We're going to take a short sponsor break yeah. and we'll be right back, everybody with Tammy Kaiser talking about developing an appreciation for the arts in our children. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com.
1: And now back to our program.
0: All right, everybody, we are back with Tammy Kaiser talking about helping our kids develop a love for the arts. And Tammy, you've been raising your 10 children and you still have two at home. That's got to be a lot of different kinds of personalities and aptitudes. Um, Can you just give us a sense of how uh, steeping them in an appreciation for the arts has shown up or affected different kinds of personalities in kids? I'm kind of curious about that.
1: Sure. it's that, that, a great question because um, people like have, you know, people ask me, are all my kids different? You know, how many different personalities? It's like, yeah, 10 different personalities. And it's, I mean, it's just <laughs> so funny. I mean, he ranks them all the <laughs> same way and they're just all so different. Um, so it's been such a joy to see how they've taken this idea of appreciation of the art and you know and and of course my husband's on board with all of this he's a classical music nut (laughs) i'll just put it that way he's got this huge collection of classical music so you know they get a lot of that from their dad and then you know i love, love i love dance of course but i also love painting um so i do a lot of visual arts and generally just arts and crafts too so we're always making something Paper mache or whatever. So that's just kind of a, always a fun thing that we've always done as a family. And then, and you know, I did not mention this before, but, and I won't forget what track I'm on, Lisa. So I'll remember that. But <laughs> okay. as far as you know, we were talking about, um, and maybe we'll circle back to that too. We talk maybe more specifics about material. We can close maybe with that. But I talked about putting art in the home, but I went out of my way to take kids to museums. Art museums. They offer so many homeschool discounts, homeschool days. Um, We looked for every single kind of discount we could do. Like with a large family, we'd get a family membership to these places and we would really, you know, take advantage of that because we got like 10 admissions and it was just, you know, for the whole year. So we would go in and just spend different parts of different galleries. So, you know, don't be afraid to take kids. It's good for them to learn proper behavior too in a museum. Don't don't be like some of these homeschool families. I know we like to be let our kids kind of run wild. And you know, some homeschoolers have that reputation. Um, and I get that, you know, we have a lot of kids, kids need to be free and so on, but there's a place where they need to learn some discipline and to be quiet. And and we represent the homeschool community and often we represent our faith. And so we need to be that face of people. So we need to be the respective people when we walk into a museum or so on. You can tell I've had some experience. You know, I've, I've led a co-op, too, forever. Um, mm-hmm. And in our co-op, I always would do the art class. And that's a, a wonderful place to also get exposure because I know you don't have time at home to get all the plaster paris or the papier-mâché stuff out because you just have a, so much time in your day. You don't want big extra messes. But, you know, putting art in a in, in part of your co-op, if you have that time to do that, is a wonderful experience for the kids to do together and it's just like a nice little extra like when we have co-ops we always did sort of the extra stuff that you don't have time to do at home so art in a co-op is wonderful but back to taking and i've taken co-op groups to museums and stuff like that so i you know like guys were being an example for people or whatever but yeah but take kids to museums take little kids to the museum. expose them to these beautiful large i mean they're they're huge when you go there and take your time to look at them take your kids to plays, to operas. Um, Many times like we would go to to see the symphony orchestra because they play out in a park. So we Mm -hmm. would go to those performances and sit up front. You know, our symphony goes to the things in the library. So you can go to little concerts in your library. These have to be really resourceful because I know you can't buy, you know, $50 tickets to take your kids to the symphony. But if you look, there's so many community outreaches in all of these programs. Even when we were in... We lived in Pittsburgh for a little bit. The Pittsburgh Ballet had an outreach program for um, low-income families. and I guess that we were poor, so I don't. (laughs) So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking to many of you, I know, because you're like single income. It's hard. Um, They had an outreach program. I took a lot of my boys to this ballet class with these professional ballet dancers. So they had a little bit of exposure of, of dance at that point. They didn't really stick with ballet too long, but it's just nice to have a little bit of exposure um, seeing what ballet is. And then, you know, so be resourceful. There's there's opportunities out there. There's a lot of grants. People are looking to spread, you know, the arts. They do. They want to get that education out there. So take advantage of all those. Local colleges offer plays and art, even just like local art shows, you know. So look for yeah, those. Yeah. That's that's a great way of, of really immersing your kids in that. And, and I was just talking about how our kids are all different personalities. And I just kind of want to speak about how they've responded in different ways. The, the, um, the trouble with giving your kids a love of art, and I'm going to warn you now, they may want to be artists, <laughs> which is a <laughs> tough life. It's a really tough life. Um, like my one son, he's the, he wanted to, he has a band and he wanted to be a rock star. You know, he wants to tour, but of course, you know, <laughs> who gets to do that? So he's making his living as a worship leader at a church. So he's the full-time worship leader at a, it's a Methodist church. He is Catholic, but he's at this Methodist church. That's how he pays the bill. And he's got two bands going on the side. So um, that, you know, he wanted to do the artist thing. And then my daughter, she's, she's an actress. Um, She lived in New York city for about eight years and of course was a waitress, but also did some shows um, now she's in Chicago, um, being an actress there. So you know that that's a tough life, but she's she's doing it. She's she's an actress. Um, and then my one son, I mentioned him. I have a son who's a a pianist for a symphony. So um, he kind of that's that's a hard job to get. He's not like at a giant symphony somewhere, but it's a, it's a it's a city symphony. So he's got that job, and of course he's doing music lessons on the side and. He's got a pretty good living doing that um, couple other sons are in the recording field, so they record music for people when they're on the audio side. And um, so you see a lot of my children have chosen to to be actually artists. And, mm-hmm. and that's a tough life, but they love it and they would not change it for the world. Their job is what they love to do. Um, it's, it's not like the grind, you know, they, this is this is their life. But I have other sons who are like I have a son who's an engineer and he was my most um artistic son but he was sort of the architect like drawing houses and drawing he was just a really good drawing artist and and now as an engineer he's like in charge of he he's in charge of the roads at this one county here <laughs> so that's that's his job wow. to oversee how they build the roads and stuff like that but i see that skill of being able to um I don't know. You know, it's it's very specific, and 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 his unique drawing and drawing things very detailed. That detail orientation has translated for him to be an engineer, and and I have another son who um, so creative, creative with music and um, a little bit with drawing and putting things together. And he did many films in high school, and now that that creativity that he has he creates apps so um and he thinks outside the box what what are people not doing with their apps and then you know computer programming it's it's so creative like there's so many ways you can do it and he's putting it all together and he's thinking and and then visually present it so that it looks nice as an app for somebody so so that's how art has affected some of my kids they've become artists and then some have used their art in their career so um I just think it's 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 important that you know we do we stick to this. Don't just stick to the the subjects where they're going to get a, a good paycheck someday. But you know that'll these these ideas will spark something in them, and they'll they'll do what they've been created to do and use the gifts that God's given them.
0: Hmm. Now now you're talking my language because as a coach, that's what I'm all about is calling out whatever that authentic yeah. identity is that God has woven into them. So exciting, and. Why don't we just segue right into as we're starting to wrap up, Tammy, you are living in this beautiful place. You said there's a lake right outside your window, a place where people really can listen to the voice of God and reflect and be in that vulnerable, intuitive, creative space with the Lord. Just tell us a little bit about Heart Ridge Ministries before we start to wrap up.
1: Sure. So it it is a beautiful and, and we call it Heart Ridge Retreat and Cultural Center. So we want to, um, stress both aspects of being in nature, but also art. Um, we, we plan to have programs that, um, and, and we already have, we've had, um, writers come here on a retreat so they could write. I mean, what, Mm -hmm. what a beautiful way to have that opportunity to write. And, and we foresee like artists coming here. Um, we'd also like to have musical concerts and we've had little ones but we'd like to develop that program a little bit more to sort of tie in with the arts but it, it it's a retreat center so it it's just a place of beauty and one thing in particular that we really stress is um families spending time together um and I know this is an important thing for all families particularly you know your audience Lisa is that just pulling away from our busy lives and then just being able to spend time together in an atmosphere that's that is that's full of beauty. And um, we do summer family camps and I think that would be of interest to some of your listeners because we do have people from all over the world, not over the world, someday maybe, but all over the United States <laughs> have come to our camp. So we're in mm. sort of Northern South Carolina, we're in the mountains here and People come to this camp and we we do arts and crafts, of course, but more of the gist of the camp is just for families to come together and experience being in this this natural environment. And we play games and have fun. We do hikes to waterfalls and you know have mass every day, but just opportunities for conversations and prayer, um, just everything you would want in a family vacation in the mountains. And we lay it out, and we do it all for you. We cook. This is what people love so much. We cook every meal. So the moms don't have to cook, they don't have to clean up. They can just sort of be with their families. So <laughs> I'd like to put a plug for that if somebody's looking for something, you know, and it's all it's all inclusive. We everything's one price, like you're not paying. You know, and you know, you've heard me talk, you know, I'm pretty sensitive about, about budgets and so on. So that you know, it's very reasonable and um just a really great experience. But that's something that we do over the summer. And then we'll, we'll be developing other programs
0: too. Wonderful. And now you mentioned you had a friend of this program, a friend of the, the Homeschool Connections family, is Mike Aquilina, who recently did yeah. a retreat on the early church fathers. There, so so you run the gamut from individuals coming to write to families right. to real, you know, kind of events that you would advertise and be open to the public. I would assume right. um, lots of. Well, how creative is that? Um, yeah. Okay, so so take us out, Tammy. Having really had the joy of exploring this space around creativity and the arts, um, what would you like to leave us with?
1: Hmm. I, I, you know, being kind of practical, Lisa. I'm so practical. I, I just really would ask our listeners to um, be intentional about how they're exposing and encouraging their children in the arts. Just, you know, take a moment and think about, you know, are there, where are we spending our time? I think moms get so busy and so caught up with so many things. And and I know we were talking about this earlier, and that's part of my, you know, you mentioned my book, This Ministry, The Smart Martha, and I know you do coaching, so you're always discerning. But I just want um, moms to sit back and discern, you know, what are we spending our time doing? And are are these where God wants us to spend our time? And and I think, you know, in relationship to the arts, like, are we spending time, you know, developing that creativity in our children? And sometimes it means slowing down and saying no to, to other things. Sometimes we need to do more simple things, like just letting our kids have time to draw, have time to paint. Um, have time to piddle around on a piano. Um, we need our kids to experience some of that boredom because that's a great way for kids to be creative. And as parents, you know, like, you know, I'm telling you, you know, I give your kids piano lessons. It seems like I'm telling you to do all these things. But sometimes I think we need just to not do things and let our kids develop some of this creativity on their own. And the best way to do that is to create space for them in our own lives too. I mean, I would encourage moms, do you have time just to sit and listen to music, to read a good novel? You know, we are this this idea is caught not taught and they need to see us being creative too. When's the last time you did something creative? You know, do you dive in there and draw? I mean, even adult coloring pages, you know, do something like that. So It develops that creativity in the moms and that will pass on, you know, like I used to like to just to color with my kids, you know, get the adult coloring book or or watercolor with your kids. Don't just tell them to do it. Jump in there and do it too. And if you make a mess and yours is awful, that's okay. That's encouraging to them. You know, it's okay. You know, it's, we all have our own things. So, so take some time, take some space and be creative with your kids.
0: Mm, Such good advice. I love that. All right, you just brought back so many happy memories of coloring with my daughter at our dining room yeah. table. We just spent so many happy hours, like chatting and coloring. Yeah, isn't it? Just being like coloring's nice, right? Something yes. simple, something Lovely. simple. Great yeah. rainy day activity. All right, everybody, thank you so much for being with us, Tammy. Thank you for your heart for your passion for for creativity and the arts and for serving others i uh, really appreciate you and it's so good to see you again and have you back yeah. on the show thank you so much Everything for taking time.
1: Thank you for the time yeah no thank oh you oh my That's gosh great
0: it's been great all right everybody thanks again we'll see you next time we are praying for you please pray for us too god bless you